All right, welcome back to Sweating the Board. My name is Trevor Shores. I will be your solo host for this episode. Colton could not make it this evening, so I will take the reins of this episode. Um, I guess I could start by recapping our picks from last episode. Um, unfortunately, I have to talk about the miserable game the Bears played against the Vikings. Um, Colton's picks, uh, he had the Vikings minus three, which hit no problem there. Um, and then we both had the Bears Vikings under. Um, he had it at 44. I had it at 43 and a half. Both, both of those picks hit there. And then Colton also had the Vikings team total over 23, which was his only loser from last episode. So two and one for Colton. And then myself, I was, I told everybody last episode, this was a must win for the Bears for the rest of the season. And sure enough, what do they do? They didn't win. Absolutely miserable performance again. Um, so my picks from that game, like I said, I had the under. I took the Bears money line and plus three, and neither, neither of those hits. So once again, disappointing me. This is four straight losses now. We started off five and one. Now we're five and five going into our bye week this week. Thank God we don't have to – we don't have a game this week. I need – basically everybody needs a bye week. The players, the coaches, the fans, everybody needs a – week off from each other before we uh, go up to green. I think we're at green Bay is our next game after this week. So hopefully we get something figured out. Probably won't for being totally honest. Like if I just can say one thing for a second about this team, we have arguably one of the best defenses in the league. We have a playoff caliber defense. We have a, I would say above average special teams. We had a, our only score in that Kick, uh, Monday night football game was a kick return for a touchdown by Cordero Patterson. It's our only touchdown, which was, that's absolutely awful. So I give us above average special teams. And then this offense, this offense is literally a junior high or middle school offense. This offense is abysmal. We can't do anything right. We can't, we can't run the ball. Well, we can't throw it well. It's just miserable. The offensive line's awful. I get the offensive line's been injured. David Montgomery was also injured this game. So we had Cordell Patterson running the, as our running back, which I don't understand. That I get we, we tried something. We gave the play calling to Bill Lazor, our offensive coordinator, and didn't really matter at that point. So I don't know. I'd say – I think the season's over with at this point, like unless something drastic changes, like I don't have hopes. We went from one of the best records in the league at five and one to now we're a 500 team and it's pretty awful. So I'll sick. I'll keep watching. I'll keep getting disappointed each week, but anyway, that's enough of that nonsense. So my other two winners, I guess to wrap up my winners uh, from Maxion, which I'll go into in a second. I had the Central Michigan, Western Michigan over 61 and a half. That was one winner. And then I also took Toledo minus seven over Eastern Michigan. And that they'll both those picks won. And so that'll just transition myself right into the Maxion recap from Tuesday and Wednesday. I didn't like a lot of the spreads in this game. So I mostly went overs in this game. So I did, I didn't post, a, I, sh I got busy this, this week. I didn't get a chance to post my, uh, my my the games from Tuesday and Wednesday on our Instagram story where we usually post but uh anyway so on Tuesday night we did lose one Maxion game I believe we lost which one did we lose 
I'm looking at my little cheat sheet here. It's tough to kind of, we had so many games lost this week just due to cancellations or postpones, whatever. Just got, it's even too hard to keep track of anymore of which games are out, which games are playing, all that jazz. So I probably won't go into a whole lot of games that got canceled just because it's, there's literally new ones every day. So it's, I'd say just, you know, look them up or you'll, you'll, I'm sure you probably see which ones got canceled. But anyway, um, Tuesday night, Buffalo beat Bowling Green 42 to 17. This is a very big spread. Buffalo was 31 and a half point favorites. I'd say away because that's literally four and a half touchdown favorites. Uh, Bowling Green cover that 31 and a half, which thank God they did because that was insane. Um, and the over hit uh, 58 and a half. Uh, was the over under and it hit by half a point there. So I did get that over there. Um, then the other game from Tuesday was Kent state over Akron. Uh, they won 69, 35 Kent state was a 26 point favorite cover that game. No problem. Akron being Akron. Uh, I didn't touch that spread either just cause I was too high and Akron did cover the week before, but the over, was closed at 60. Kent State hit the over-under on their own with 69 points. Nice. So those were our Tuesday matching games. Then Wednesday was another big, another big night. We had the, the remaining three games. We had, like I said earlier, Western Michigan being Central Michigan, 52-44. The over hitting easily at 59 and a half. And Western Michigan covering. At one point, it was either a pick them. It closed at Western Michigan minus one. So they were able to win that win that easily or not easily but won that spread easily I should say then Toledo beat Eastern Michigan like I mentioned earlier 45-28 Toledo was a seven point favorite going into the game they won by 35-42 17 points I think I'm not good at math seems about right over that over under that game was 62 that cleared easily and then Ball State Northern Illinois uh this is the one game I took it did take a spread I took uh, Northern Illinois plus 14. They were able to cover that. Um, and then the over-under closed at 60. This game went under, which kind of was watching towards the end of this game. So Northern Illinois has the ball going, uh, trying to score late. They opted to kick a field goal to get within six instead of keep going for a touchdown. And if they would have hit that touchdown, that would have put them at 31-28, I believe. My math is right. And then that would have put them at uh, 59. So what a game a chance to either push the over under at 60 or even uh, hit the hit the over if they would have got the two-point conversion. But it is what it is. It's action. It's always fun to watch, like I say every week. So shout out to me for going six and one. My only miss was the over for Ball State Northern Illinois, but pretty good job. Uh, coming off of last week. So there's our action recap. Then we can transition a little bit to, instead of hopping on college, keep going on college football, let's talk a little college basketball here. So next week, it's hard to believe college basketball's back after, feels like forever since we've seen college basketball, given we lost the 2020 NCAA tournament. That's right when the shut, pretty much shutdown happened. We had, we had some uh, conference tournaments got played. A lot of them did not. Um, so a lot of a lot of teams missed out on the opportunity. We didn't get we didn't get a champion from last season, which was a hectic season and chaotic last season. I can only imagine what this one's going to be like. So, just one a uh, couple notable things that came out of college basketball. 
The 2021 NCAA tournament has already been decided. It's going to all the rounds of the tournament from the round of 64 all the way to the championship is going to play be played in the entire entirely in the Indianapolis area. I know Indiana is a very hotbed for and all types of basketball, high school, college, pro, professional, you name it. Um, so I'm sure they'll be looking at different colleges in the area to host uh, games there, um, even within the city. So I'll be very, very exciting trying there. I mean, listen, the NCAA tournament is the biggest moneymaker for the NCAA that probably makes about 90% of their revenue each season just for this one tournament each year so i mean they're going to do whatever they can to not lose um lose this tournament again i know you know if a player a couple a player or two test positive in college basketball makes a big impact that's you know 10 20 percent of your team's gone if a couple players are out depending on on that so they're just going to do everything everything they can to keep that bubble intact and i read also once the team is in inside the Indianapolis area. They're not leaving until they're officially out of the tournament. So fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly there. I'm sure, you know, we'll be talking a lot more college basketball in the next, you know, weeks or so. Um, another big note for, on a big 10 note, they finally released the conference schedule for the big 10. And, you know, a lot of fans have been wanting the schedule given we play next week already, non-conference. So a lot of, uh, a lot of fans have been on their on the edge of their seat waiting for this schedule. Um, I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot just because, you know, it's just, you know, games are scheduled. They do. I know the Big Ten does have some days built in in case, you know, some teams have to postpone if they have an outbreak on their team or players test positive, whatever. Um, there were I think they did one no, couple notable things. They did have four game schedules for Christmas Day, and um, that'll be a very exciting. You don't normally see. Not that I remember, at least not normally see college basketball on Christmas Day. Um, we'll get four Big Ten games there. Um, on a on a note for Iowa, Iowa Illinois is probably the, those two teams are the top two teams in the Big Ten, along with you know your Wisconsin and Michigan State. And disappointingly, they only scheduled Iowa and Illinois to play one time at Illinois. I don't have the specific date on my sheet right here, but thought they at least give us a home and home, given how great the games were last year, but have to go and I'm sure we'll see Iowa and Illinois will play more than once they'll play their one regular season game I'm sure they'll meet up somewhere whether that's the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament one of the two they'll meet up again for sure and then just on a podcast note we'll probably put, be putting out more uh, college basketball picks starting next week maybe even next episode here I'm sure Colton and I will talk about it and figure out what we want to do covering college basketball um, then re related to basketball, we had the NBA draft that happened on Wednesday. Um, not really a whole lot of betting you can do with NBA draft. I did see some uh, accounts were just putting out picks like where they think certain players will go, whether like Anthony Edwards would go number one, where LaMelo Ball would go, et cetera, like that. You could, they, there were some prop picks on when they would get drafted. Um, and over under and like, you know, is it going to be higher than like two and a half or some things like that. So just a little quite touch on that a little bit. Um, NBA, I believe that is starting right around Christmas time. So I think either right before or right after somewhere in that range there. So about another month yet in the NBA season, we'll start back up. Going back to college football a little bit. Like I said earlier, 
we've had a bunch of games this week get canceled. I'm not going to go through every single one just because, like I said, too many, too many to keep track of. I'm sure you've seen it, or we'll look it up, see which games are on, which games are off. Um, so it's unfortunate we're losing games still, but it's the world we live in now. We just have to be blessed with the games we still have on for each week. Another note, um, the Pac-12, they came back a few weeks ago. They have just, in their news, they released, uh, they are now allowing um, the Pac-12 teams to play non-conference games if a team, if they, if they have to lose a game. But there are three certain criteria that the, the, these non-conference games have to follow. The opponent for the, the non-conference opponent for the Pac-12 team must meet those Pac-12 COVID standards. I'm not going to get into what they specifically are because I'm sure you don't really care. Um, standard number two, the Pac-12 must be the home team and played on like the ESPN Fox network that the Pac-12 has. And I'm going to read this one for word for word, this uh, number three. If a Pac-12 team schedules a non-conference game early in the week and a Pac-12 opponent becomes available by the end of the day on Thursday of that same week, the Pac-12 will require a matchup between the two conference teams. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Like you could be, let's say USC, for example, loses their game and they pick up a game against, oh, I don't know, let's say hypothetically BYU, but just for laughs and giggles. They could be preparing for BYU all week, but then all of a sudden, if US, then USC gets another opponent, let's say it's Oregon, then now they have to play Oregon instead of BYU on that same uh, that same week. So that's that would mean a lot. I don't know how I don't know how um, how much this will actually happen between this uh, between the and the Pac-12, but it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens there. I'm sure like teams like you know Nebraska, for example, in the Big Ten are not happy about this because Nebraska tried to schedule a non-conference game when they lost Wisconsin. And the Big Ten shut that that down. And said, "Nope, we're only playing conference games." And Nebraska, they found an opponent they agreed to play, and then that got shut down. And just, I'm sure Nebraska sees that and just is throwing their hands up in the air, like, "Come on, guys, what are we doing here? The Pac-12 can do this. Why can't the Big Ten? But yeah, like I said, we'll see how see what happens with that and go from there. So then some notable matchups in college football. I mean, there weren't really a, total, a whole lot of games that kind of interest me, I guess, um, just given we lost some games. Um, Friday night game that kind of has my eyes a little bit is Purdue at Minnesota. Definitely a, a contention game for the West. Um, Purdue is a two and a half point favorite going to Minnesota over under sitting at 62. I don't know. I think Purdue will probably be able to take Minnesota. Minnesota really hasn't, lived up to what they're supposed to comparing them comparing last year and just kind of struggling already so far Purdue has definitely shown they are a you know top half of the west there so I think my I probably lean Purdue a little bit in that game moving to Saturday um like I said these a lot of game few games here not really a whole lot of too much interest but I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in for these the big one the at 11 a.m uh number nine Indiana going to Number three, Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 20 and a half points. Um, over under sitting at 66 and a half. Indiana, this is definitely their biggest. This is definitely for the Big Ten East. Um, excuse me. 
Um, this will be Indiana's biggest test of the season. They started off 4-0 and very impressive wins. Um, but then Ohio State, they missed last week against Maryland. Um, so Ohio State had the extra week to prepare. I've gone back and forth. I don't know which game in terms of like, I think Ohio State's going to win the game, definitely for sure. Um, but I think I want to, I've gone back and forth whether I want to take Indiana plus 20 and a half. That, you look at that, that's almost three touchdowns right there. Um, so I don't know if I see, I could see Ohio State definitely blowing them out. I could see Indiana hanging around with them. I just don't know. I don't, I don't have an official play on that one, but I might have a, a different play on uh, something else with that one later on. Another 11 a.m. game that kind of caught my eye a little bit was um, Appalachian State at number 15, Coastal Carolina. Coastal's been having a great season so far, 7-0. Um, Appalachian State also 6-1, so nothing too, nothing too shabby there. You know, should be a great game in that. Um, that the, yeah, that's Sunbelt, right? I think so. Yeah, Sunbelt. Um, so on this game here, um, Coastal Carolina is a five and a half point favorite over under seeing at 48. I would definitely lean possibly even take Coastal at this and this this game here. Coastal Carolina is five one and one against the spread, two one and one at home, whereas Appalachian State is one and six on against the spread total and zero oh and three on the road, which that's kind of alarming. Really, they're not a great road team against the spread, at least. So I would definitely probably lean. Coastal Carolina in this matchup here should be a fun matchup if we're not tuning into Ohio State Indiana. Now we move into the early afternoon games. Uh, number seven Cincinnati is a six-point favorite going to UCF. The over/under sitting at sixty-three and a half right now. So fun fact here: this is UCF's first game as a conference underdog since twenty sixteen. That's you know we're looking at what four years they were favorited in all their conference games this is the first year that or excuse me first game in four years that they're an underdog going into and I think I'll give an official play on this I think definitely this will be kind of like a wake-up call for UCF to see now UCF sitting at five and two right now Cincinnati's undefeated seven and oh knocking on the door of the college football playoff they're trying to like UCF, they claim to be national champions a few years ago. This Cincinnati might have a legitimate shot of actually getting into the playoff, given some things fall their way. But yeah, I'll give definitely a better, a more detailed pick on this one later on. A couple other Big Ten games that jump out this 230 slot. Number 10, Wisconsin at number 19, Northwestern. Wisconsin, seven and a half point favorites. I would say Wisconsin's definitely the this is definitely for the Big Ten West here. Both these teams are at the top. Um, you know, if Wisconsin plays the way they get, did against their first two games against Minnesota and Michigan, then they shouldn't have any trouble with Northwestern at, at Northwestern there. The other one is Iowa at Penn State. Iowa's two-and-a-half-point favorites at Penn State. I thought that was kind of low, given Penn State's, you know, 0-4 and, and Iowa's 2-2, two and two, but – Maybe they see something that we don't see, but I would definitely, I like Iowa here. I feel like Penn State's going through some struggles right now. Iowa's kind of fighting their groove right now with two great wins over Michigan State and Minnesota. Like I said, Penn State, they made a quarterback switch against their game against Nebraska last game last week. Um, it almost came, kind of came back, so maybe that's something that they're seeing over there. But, yeah, I would definitely like Iowa in this game here. 
a three o'clock game. We have Kansas State at number 17, Iowa State. Iowa State's favored by 11, uh, 11 points this week, over under sitting at 46 and a half. I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of points for Iowa State to be favored by. I know um, Kansas State's no slouch, too. They know they're four and three right now, Iowa State five and two, but this game has really been in Kansas State's favor the last, you know, decade plus. I think Iowa State's won one game in this series since 2008 and they're sitting at 11 point favorites right now, which I think I, I definitely have a play on this one later, but that's, that number is for me is too high at 11 there. So, and then two more, two more six thirty games. The we have Bedlam. We have number 14, Oklahoma state at number 18, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, seven point favorite over under seeing at 59 and a half right now. I think this is the first time I looked up, it said since 2013 that Oklahoma State's been ranked higher than Oklahoma at this point, despite Oklahoma being a seven-point favorite. It's at Oklahoma this year. Um, I think this will be a very high-scoring game. I do, I'm not gonna, I don't have a pick for the spread on this game, but I do have one for the over-under, which I'll give later on. I think this will be a great, great, great game for the team for both teams. Um my last one for 630 is number 21, Liberty, at North Carolina State. North Carolina State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Liberty, and the over-under is sitting at 67-and-a-half. I do have two picks on this game later on. We, let's remember a few weeks ago, Liberty went to, was, I think it was, went to Virginia Tech and was like a – I forget the – it was a very high, like 28-point underdog, and they just won that game outright. So I, I think that Virginia Tech team is a better team than this North Carolina State team. So I'll tune in towards the end of the episode to hear my official picks on this game here. Now moving to the NFL a little bit, there really wasn't a whole lot of news kind of going on this week in the NFL. There were some teams that said that it's a lot of injuries kind of were happening this week. I mean, that's nothing really we can report on too much. We don't really talk about that a whole lot. Um, there were some teams that, you know, have their positive tests and stuff that's, you know, nothing out of the ordinary uh, that we haven't heard already this season. One notable thing I heard and read, I thought it was, I was surprised that this was the first time thing, but for the Monday night football game against the Buccaneers against the Rams, we are going to have the, for the first time an all black referee crew, which I was surprised hadn't happened before, but I guess probably the majority of Referees are white in the NFL, so that's awesome to see. First time breaking the barrier here that we have an all-black referee crew for the Monday Night Football game. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun to see that how that turns out. I'm sure be a be an awesome sight to see. And then looking at some NFL games, there really wasn't a whole lot again of NFL games. I know tonight Thursday night I'm recording this before the Thursday Night Football game, the Cardinals Seahawks. Um, like when you when you hear this, the game will already be over. But I'm gonna my official prediction would be Cardinals plus three, and probably the over 57. We gotta remember a few weeks. This team, these two teams played not even a month ago. Cardinals upset the Seahawks in Arizona, a very high scoring game. So I don't I don't know if the Cardinals can win this game just because it's the Seahawks at home. I definitely think it'll be more of the same. A lot of high scoring. I think the Cardinals can stay within three like they did the last time. So my, my, so if I'm right, awesome. If not, 
oh well. So Cardinals plus three and over 57. Then moving to Sunday, um, we're, really weren't a whole lot of games that kind of jumped jumped out at me as thought these are other great games. Um, one might be a good one, Titans, Ravens. Both teams are six and three. Um, Ravens are five-point favorites going into the game. Ravens have been kind of, I don't want to say struggling, but they did kind of not look great against the Patriots last week in that monsoon of a downpour rain. Um, Who did the Titans have last week? I can't remember. Or were they on the bye week? Oh, well, doesn't matter. Anyway, that's just one game that jumps out. That's a noon game. Uh, what else do I got here? I'm scrolling through my paper right here. Another, uh, this probably be uh, the Fox game, maybe. The Packers-Colts. Packers coming in at 7-2. and two. Colts coming in at 6-3. and three, So great records for both teams. Um, Packers are coming off that that game against the Jaguars, which is a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, let's see. Colts are two-point favorites, which actually kind of surprised me. I thought Packers might be the favorites, but no, Colts are getting the two points at home. Um, do I, let me look at my notes here if I have a if I have an official pick. Nope, I don't have an official pick on this game here, but I would probably – I'd say probably Packers plus two if I had to give an official pick there. But, yeah, I definitely – Packers have a better record on the road compared to the Colts at home in terms of against the spread. So I definitely would maybe take Packers plus two in that game. Then the Sunday night football game of Chiefs, Raiders, um, Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs are eight point favorites going into the game. Um, I think this game will over under is at 56 and a half. I think this game will definitely be pretty high scoring. I would definitely probably take the over. In this game, I think the Raiders usually play the Chiefs kind of tough, if I remember correctly in my recent memory. So maybe lean Raiders plus eight, but definitely maybe the over of 57 in this game here. So let's we can go ahead and kind of start wrapping this up a little bit. I'll give my official picks for this weekend's games. I did, we usually call this the best five. We Colton and I usually give five picks each, but since he's not here tonight, I didn't. He probably, he's probably busy and didn't have a chance to look at the slate. I'll give a few more extra games on his behalf here. So I'm going back to college. I am definitely taking Liberty plus three and a half and the over of 67 and a half against North Carolina State. Both teams against the spread are six and two on the season with Liberty winning by an average margin of 18 points and North Carolina State actually has a negative 0.4 margin of victory. But as against the spread, Liberty covers eight, as against the spread of 8.1 versus North Carolina's 4.6. I think Liberty should be able to go into this game. They, Liberty's not afraid of anybody. They went to Virginia Tech weeks ago, like I mentioned, just took it to them, play, played them tough all the way to the end, won that game outright. So I don't think, so there, there's two picks right there, Liberty plus three and a half and the over 67 and a half. And also, go, also going back quickly before I move on, both teams are also six and two to the over this year. So both teams would go over 75% of the time, Liberty by 2.2 2. 2 points and North Carolina State by 10.7. So those two should almost be locks this week, Liberty covering and the over for that game. My second pick for the week is Kansas State plus 11. Like I mentioned earlier, Iowa State's only won this game one time since 2008. 
and both of these teams play closer or Kansas State plays definitely plays Iowa State you know they won like I just said I don't I think that 11 points is way too much for Iowa State to cover I'm pulling up right now what the what their records are against the spread um let's see Kansas State five and two against the spread at 71 percent Iowa State three and four only 42 percent Kansas State wins by a margin of victory of four versus Iowa State six but Kansas State covers against the spread 7.6 compared to Iowa State's negative 2.2. So I would say definitely take Kansas State plus 11 here. My next big, I guess my, I got a couple of picks in the Big 12 here. My next uh, pick in the Big 12 is the over for Oklahoma, Oklahoma State of 59 and a half. Oklahoma is 5 and 2, 71% to the over. Meanwhile, on the opposite, Oklahoma State's 4 and 2 to the under which kind of contrast styles there, but usually in rivalry games, you, you hear the cliche phrases, do you throw the book, record books out the window? This is bedlam here. Usually it's big 12. We're known for scoring in this conference here. So I think this game will definitely go over that 59 and a half. So you're looking at, you know, 30, 30 plus points each. If it's pretty even um, to hit, hit this over. So Oklahoma, Oklahoma state over 59 and a half. And then my last um, last college pick, I have the Cincinnati Bearcats, a minus six versus UCF. Cincinnati's on a roll this year. They're, they are what UCF was a few years ago. Um, Cincinnati is five and two. I got a lot of five and two records against the spread, 71%. Cincinnati wins a margin of victory by 29 points. So they just flat out dominate teams here. Winning, the, winning against the spread by an average of 12. UCF is two and five against the spread this year, only covering 28% of the time. Their margin of victory is 15.3, while they're against the spreads almost a full, full, excuse me, almost a full one. So I think Cincinnati goes down to Central Florida, takes care of business, keeps roll, keeps on their season rolling. So those are my, I guess, five college picks right there. So let's move ahead to my NFL picks. Um, I'm taking the Patriots minus two against the Texans. I don't know why the Patriots are only getting minus two, whereas the Texans are Patriots are four and five overall. Texans are two and seven. Patriots on the road, they don't have a great spread on, um, record on, against the spread on the road, only one and three, but the Texans are only one and three at home against the spread as well. I don't, I don't know. I think definitely the Patriots definitely will win by more than this so Patriots minus two grab that before that pick before that number goes higher next pick is the Falcon Saints over 51 and a half another big rivalry game another a lot a lot of offense usually in this game um let me look I'm gonna look up their the over under for both of these Saints are seven and two 77 percent on the over usually going over by an average of 4.8 points. Falcons are five and four, 55%, usually um, by 2.8. So both teams favor the over, usually in these two teams. Even though Drew Brees is probably out, we got Jameis Winston. Jameis um, should be able to hop in this offense, put up a lot of points along with, because he got to remember last year with the Bucks, he threw the 30 touchdowns. We ignore the 30 interceptions. We have 
Jameis has late, got the LASIK eye surgery in the offseason. He can see actually his receivers who he's throwing to. You have Matt Ryan on the other side, you know, that and that offense there. So definitely Falcon Saints over 51 and a half. Pick number three for the NFL is the Dolphins minus three and a half against uh, who did they play again? Against the Broncos. Dolphins are hot right now, six and three overall, seven and two against the spread, three and one on the road against the spread. Broncos are kind of struggling, only three and six on the season, two and two against the spread at home. You just kind of like I like I mentioned with other teams too. This game actually opened as Denver was a one point favorite, but has since flipped to the, the Dolphins as three and a half point favorite. That's quite a few points to spread over the week here. Um, you just keep riding the hot hand until. Like a, another anal- like an analogy I mentioned earlier, you just keep riding the horse until they buck you off. And the Dolphins, we just got to keep riding the Dolphins until we lose with them. So Dolphins three and a half against the Broncos. Last NFL pick I'll give is the Bengals plus one against the Washington football team. Um, both teams aren't very good. Both teams are Broncos are two. Bengals, excuse me, are two and six. Washington two and seven. Um, but Bengals are six and three against the spread. They did, you know, get blown out last week against the Steelers. Washington just, you know, not overall a great team. Three and two at home against the spread. The Bengals are three and two on the road against the spread. Um, I don't know. I think Joe Burrow, that Bengals team, can win. Even this game started as a pick on this team. This Bengals team can definitely beat this Washington team, in my opinion. Here, so those are my picks for the week. Lastly, I'll leave you with a few leans I might take. Um, first one is the Ohio State-Indiana over. Um, I don't. I forgot to write down that number. Let me scroll back up and find it here. Give me one second. Yep, so that over-under is 66 and a half points. That's definitely a lot of, lot of big number to go over. But I think, you know, this Indiana team has shown they can score. Ohio State is Ohio State. We know they can score. So maybe lean that over of 66 and a half. Two more leans on the NFL, Falcons plus four. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Jameis is probably the starter for the Saints, so it's, a little, it's not Drew Brees. Excuse me. So maybe the Falcons can stay within four points of the Saints. That's one lean. And my second lean is the Vikings minus seven against the Cowboys. Cowboys aren't very good, as we know, only two and seven on the season. 0 and four against the spread on the road. One and eight against the spread overall. Vikings have shown they can. Went to the went to the Chicago, beat up the Bears pretty well on Monday Night Football. Them getting seven points shouldn't be should almost be a lean, as a lean as well. Six and three overall against the spread on the season. Two and two at home. I think they should be able to take care of the Cowboys. I don't even know who the Cowboys' quarterback is. If it's Garrett Gilbert, is it Ben Denucci? I have no idea. But anyway, or Cooper Rush, no idea. So doesn't matter. I think the Vikings are kind of rolling right now. I think a lean, another lean would be the Vikings minus seven. So those are my picks for the week. I gave out quite a bit along with a couple leans. Um, I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice at this time. So thank you everybody for listening and we'll hear you catch you next time.